Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story involving a finance Karen. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, have me work throughout the pandemic, promote me, and then don't accommodate my disability? You can pay my short-term disability insurance for that. Let me go a little backstory first. I started working at Walmart before the COVID-19 pandemic happened as a full-time apparel employee. I happened to have grand mal epilepsy that started in my mid-20s, around 2015. I'm also quite understanding of other people's disabilities and often try to work with them since I can relate to having issues. For example, I use hand gestures and or writing for deaf coworkers. This helps with basic communication that most hearing people don't bother with, and it's normally appreciated that I do this. I got to stay in that exact same position throughout 2020 and part of 2021. Naturally, I had to still go to work as an essential employee, deal with anti-masking idiots, and worry about both my parents who also work in retail. I managed to get myself promoted to the digital shopping department by transferring stores and pointing out certain key skills I have that are really useful in retail in 2021. I had politely asked for the minimal requirements for my department manager of 1. Being able to take medication at work and 2. Not having to bring orders out to cars because I lack what's known as an aura. Basically summed up here, I can't sense seizures coming though I don't have them very often due to medication. A grand mall plus busy parking lot at work seems a bad idea. My department manager agreed to this condition as long as I did other work to help out the digital team instead, which was completely reasonable to ask for in my opinion. So as per the request, for a lot of closing shifts I'd work, I'd take up phone duty, pre-set up the orders to go out, and or do returns for the department. The issue here was the personal department person. She kept forgetting about my condition repeatedly over the next year. This was despite me bringing in my medical notes from my neurologist for my file, pointing this out more than once on why I shouldn't be scheduled solo, and having the department manager talk to her. After over a year, she scheduled me completely solo for a closing which I noticed and texted my department lead about. I did the official suggestion of hers, despite my thoughts that corporate Walmart was likely even dumber than her on basic disabilities. I only asked for the exact same things I asked my department manager for, both very, very logical and minimal accommodation requests. As I suspected, Walmart's Sedgwick said, we can't do this unless you change departments. All departments suggested either wouldn't work due to time and or location, or they were back at the same level as apparel which would lower my position and pay, Sedgwick put me on an automatically placed leave of absence after a few days without my permission. This was to allow me to figure out what I should do over the next four months. I called up and asked the Walmart Benefit Center about this. As of late 2019, Walmart signed all of their employees up for a free-to-the-employees short-term disability insurance without officially telling them. I filed to get this insurance to pay for my entire leave of absence, politely my situation to a total of three people, and was given the short-term disability payments with back pay for exactly when they put me on leave. 
I'd rather have my paycheck and insurance stick around for a while despite Walmart and Sedgwick being idiotic. I quit Walmart after having gotten holiday employment with Target for two months at that point. Now I'm no expert here and I'm not assuming OP is either, but isn't there some kind of legal violation here if they're like excluding OP from employment because of these very reasonable accommodations? I don't know, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, this company doesn't offer bribes? Until it does. This happened a year or two ago. I had just returned from a long mission for my company in Indonesia. As soon as I could finish the paperwork, I could go on leave. I had about three days of report writing left to do. I'd been invited to a BS meeting on the company Ethos, which I had declined. The HR underling sent an email saying it was obligatory, which I ignored. Anyway, the meeting started without me. Then the HR person came out and said I had to attend. PowerPoint display went on and on, company ethos, other stuff, and then what to do if you're offered a bribe, which made me smile. Anyway, what's funny, said the HR. Oh, nothing, said I. They said, no, go on. So I asked her if we were supposed to offer incentives in order to complete missions. Never. If you remember the PowerPoint we just worked through. So I quickly copied and pasted a section of my WhatsApp conversation with the missions officer, about four levels above HR underling, and sent it to HR underling's email. I said, I just sent you something. She opened it and began to read. Missions manager was a sound guy who understands that in some countries, a little cash is the only way to make things function. Anyway, the email stated the case. I had hire car, but I didn't have access to a driver all the time, and I was stuck in a hotel all weekend. Theoretically, you can use your home driving license to obtain an Indonesian driving license, and it should be straightforward. In reality, they see it as an opportunity to make some money, and will happily make you wait a year and do a driving test. Unless you give a fat wad of banknotes in an envelope. About $130, but it's a lot to them. The manager said fine. I asked him, how can I put it through expenses? They said team building exercise, make a fake receipt, which I did, or steak dinners with wine and loads of beer. I printed it out, screwed it up, and then scanned it. It looked legit. Manager wrote, looks good to me, I'll approve it. She was reading this on her laptop, but it was shared with the 70-inch screen behind her. She looked up, and everyone was smiling. Okay, we'll break for coffee. I didn't come back. She didn't come looking for me. I love that OP just exposed not only to the HR underling but to everybody else who was probably there by force that this whole thing was just some obvious, useless, mind-numbing company ethos BS. Our next story is Dead Bird. So before I start the story, I need to give some background on my current job and terrible boss. I work at an answering service. It's a company that handles the phones for several companies like plumbing companies, construction companies, and a few others. We handle the phones and take messages for them and page slash text them out to the people working. On to my now terrible boss. She is absolutely a greedy, horrible person and has no shame about it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. She owns the answering service and also owns five other houses, one of which she rents out to someone. The office for the company is in shambles. The carpet was ruined from years of being walked on with no upkeep, the walls have holes in them, and the computers and equipment are incredibly old. I'm talking that some of the phones are still using 2000 old. She only barely has enough computers working for the employees to work on. There's maybe 10 or 12 old computers stocked up in the corner that don't work anymore. She also treats the employees terribly. We'll have 10 to 15 calls coming in at a busy time with one employee working and she won't lift a finger to help. She'll just tell the employee to hurry up and yell at them when they can't handle the workload. Earlier this week, the computer at my station stopped working. I'm pretty sure it can be fixed, but my boss doesn't want to get it fixed. So instead of the computer getting fixed, she told me to go work out of one of her houses with a computer that has the necessary programs and equipment. The house she wanted me to go to is actually about 10 minutes closer to where I live compared to where the office is. So whatever, I didn't make a big deal about it. She had me sign a non-disclosure form to not tell anyone about her house and included that I was not allowed to touch anything in the house. I was only allowed to touch the equipment that involved work. Again, I just thought whatever and just signed it. So on to my story, I'm sitting at the desk earlier this week and it was super slow so I was reading a book. Then I noticed her cat coming in from the doggy door with a dead bird in her mouth. So I call my boss and the call goes like this. Hey, so uh, your cat just walked in and it had... They immediately jump in, don't you freaking dare touch my cat. I said, but the cat, 
If you touch my cat, I will fire you, you hear me? Yeah, alright. Then I hung up, and I did absolutely jack about it. On my way out, I glanced down the hallway and saw a pile of feathers and bird parts all over her bed, which I laughed so hard at. I'm finishing up school in the next couple of months, so I'm biting the bullet and finishing off before I quit since I don't want to find a part-time job for a month. But when I quit, you bet I'm going to tell someone about the work violations. Anyway, like I said before, this is my first time posting, so please be nice. Honestly, this is amazing malicious compliance. I can't believe they're that defensive about their cat. Like, what, does OP have poison fingers or something? I don't know, maybe they're worried the cat will actually find somebody that seems to care about them. You know, maybe somebody that doesn't buy the cheapest cat food they can possibly find. Our next story is, you can always be more glam rock. This morning, I, 32-year-old male, was getting ready to go into work teaching primary school. Whilst I'd been in the shower, my smart assistant had tried to remind me that it was Rockstar Day. I'm a very forgetful person, but it ended up telling my fiancé, 34-year-old male, instead. When I emerged from the bathroom, he informed me with a slightly derisive tone of what my smart assistant had said. At this point, I should probably explain that Rockstar Day was a day when all of the staff and children at our school were invited to dress up as rock stars and to spend time on computers or iPads playing a times table game that's very popular in English primary schools. I had originally been planning on just sticking on some jeans and my leather jacket, spiking my hair and calling it a day, but as I was showering, I'd remembered the concept of glam rock think David Bowie, existed. So I quickly tracked down a black corduroy jumpsuit that I'd made a few years back, slipped it on, whilst cursing the extra inches around my waist, and then got to work tracking down some extra bits to glam myself up. When my fiancé has finished his morning coffee and wanders back in, he finds me with my hair spiked and tinted blue with colored wax, wearing copious amounts of shiny blue eyeshadow, blue mascara, and blue lipstick. I turn, smile, and say, so do I look glam rock enough? Being his sarcastic self, he looks me up and down and says, well, you can always be more glam rock. I look him dead in the eye and say, you know, you're right. I could track down some rhinestones and use eyelash glue and stick them to my face. He raises his eyebrows and responds with, I wasn't being serious. No, I reply, don't put yourself down, it's a really good idea. So I spent 15 minutes gluing aqua-colored rhinestones to my face. And when he went to kiss me goodbye before going out to work, it took him a minute to find part of my face that was both its natural color and not bedazzled. I love the idea of just the concept of, you can always be more glam rock. There's no such thing as too glam rock. You can always push the envelope even more until you're just one big walking rhinestone. But then you realize, what if you were a multicolored giant walking rhinestone? It just never ends. Our next story is two petty victories over finance Karen. My former employer's rulebook says that they would reimburse 45 pence per mile if somebody with a petrol or gasoline car needs to drive to the office, but only 11 pence per mile to EV drivers. Even though you could argue that running costs are comparable if you factor in the higher price of an EV. So, petrol car ownership is a money spinner, as most cost far less than 45 pence per mile to run. But with the recent increase in electricity prices, 
My EV now costs about 13 pence per mile to run if I charge it at home, or almost 25 pence per mile if I use a public charger. They've all been bought by oil companies who now fix the price so it's no cheaper than petrol, so no grifting profit for me. Finance Karen told me that's government rules and to look it up if I didn't like it. So I did. And I found that technically my car is a hybrid, as even though it's all electric to the wheels, it has a generator which I could fill with 8 liters of petrol to recharge the battery and extend the electric range. I rarely use it, but it's a loophole I'm willing to exploit, since company rules don't mention hybrids, but the holier-than-thou government rules say it's counted as a petrol car for the purposes of reimbursement. So I could drive to work for 13 pence per mile using only electric, but they'd have to reimburse me 45 pence per mile as if it were a petrol car. Government rules! There's more! When I pointed this out, Finance Karen said that because I live less than an hour from the office, I don't qualify for the reimbursement at all. And she was right. If I was traveling to work at the time of day that she googled my address, it would take less than an hour. But if they wanted me to commute at rush hour, it would be five minutes over the threshold. Finance Karen rejected my expenses claim, of course. I talked through all of this with my manager with the help of Google Maps, and he went over her head and approved it, saying they're either rules or they're not. Karen can't just bend them to suit her, so I won. A petty victory. Honestly, I'm surprised that the rules say that if you are more than an hour away, most places would probably say you have to be within a certain amount of kilometers. Or, you know, miles. Time-based is so subjective. Maybe I'll just drive one mile an hour and I'm only a mile away. Takes an hour. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.